you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade or at least grab an extra latte after getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. That's chime.com slash goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Would you build a house without a foundation? Would you have a child and not name it? Would you let a stranger squat on your property? No, of course not. So why should the Internet be any different? Every week, speak with top domain experts. Learn how to make money with domains. Know your legal rights. Each week, join our expert host to be master of your domain. Right here on Domain Master. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Domain Masters. This is Monty Khan, your host. Uh, another great week ahead of us. Uh, tonight, I have a very special guest, uh, Dan Sierra. Uh, Dan Sierra uh, started DomainTrader.ca in 2002 and was one of uh, the first and now Canada's only and longest operating domain name trading and brokerage site. So we're going to have him on. We're going to talk about the value of domain names, his vision back in the uh, late 90s, and how he's increased his portfolio both on .com and .ca uh, names. Uh, uh, the .ca market is, uh, is continuing, to, uh, continuing to be hot, and there's a lot of uh, good opportunities still in that market. Uh, we're going to also uh, talk a little bit about the upcoming domain auction at Traffic East and uh, cover some of, the, uh, some of the other things that are going on in the industry. If you stay tuned, we're going to do a couple commercials. Be back on with Dan Sierra. Stay tuned. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned. affiliate program to partner with? Hey, all we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time. The answer is simple. JoeBucks.com, the world's leading herbal affiliate program. JoeBucks.com is the direct manufacturer, so there's no middleman. This will allow you to make up to 50% the highest payouts on the net and also get paid twice a month. Sign up today and watch your income grow. JoeBucks.com. It's all about links, baby. Content is king, but links are what you need to get you those all-important organic search listings. Float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time. Work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major Fortune 500 companies. TextLinkAds.com is your source for securing relevant links. Baby, text 
Radio.com. $6.2 million. $4 billion. $6 million. Then just kicking ass with the main name. Monty, 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 Monty. Monty. Monty, 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 Monty. 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 And uh, what, what's, uh, what's been your highest domain name sale? How much money was it for? It was approximately $144,000. About one hundred dollars That's right. Okay, great. You have had eBay by rent.com and shopping.com for a combined $1.4 billion. Monty, 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 Monty. Monty, 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 Monty. He's the master of your domain. Monty. Literally, probably 90 days after buying it uh, for $80,000, Interbrew bought it for $7 million. We appraised the property and helped get it sold for $3.4 million. It was the most valuable asset that they had, $6 million or $10 million on a domain name. When we sold autos.com for $2.2 million, people thought it was nuts, too. <laughs> domain Masters, only on Webmaster Radio. Be the master of your domain. Domain Masters. And you're still master of your domain. Yes! <laughs> master of my domain. Here's your host. Hello, welcome back to Domain Masters. Again, this is Monty Khan, your host. I'd like to introduce my first guest tonight, actually my only guest, uh, Dan Sira. He is yet another domain visionary and Internet entrepreneur uh, emanating from Vancouver, Canada. Uh, There's a lot of Canadian entrepreneurs out there in the domain business. Uh, Dan began registering domain names in the late 1990s, believing that they still, um, that the then still emerging Internet uh, would bring about unprecedented opportunity. Dan used his knowledge and experience he had generated in the dot-com space and secured some of the earliest and best .ca names ever available. And as I mentioned before, in 2002, uh, Dan conceived and launched DomainTrader.ca, which is one of the first and now Canada's longest operating domain name trading and brokerage sites. Dan, welcome to Domain Masters. Monty, thank you for having me. It's an honor and a privilege to be here. Well, thank you. It's always good to have a, uh, another Canuck on the on the uh, on the air because you guys, uh, there's a lot of great Canadian domain entrepreneurs out there. Give us a little bit of an idea how you got started in um, in your business in the domain business. You know, take us back as far as you want to go. But you know, what got you into the internet, into domain names, and how that all started? Yeah, I'd be happy to, Monty. I had a very very strange introduction uh, into the internet business. Um, to be really honest, I'm not, uh, I guess I am a little bit more so now, but I was not by any stretch of the imagination a technical person or, or technologically uh, gifted. Uh, I kind of was uh, out playing ball and doing things during the school years where uh, computers were being launched uh, in Canada, and uh, the guys that were taking computers had Coke bottle glasses and buck teeth and were kind of referred to as nerds. So I was actually intimidated by technology, and I didn't get my first computer until the late 90s when uh, my then-girlfriend and now-wife, uh, Stacy, bought me a computer for my birthday. And uh, that was in the late 90s, about 97, and uh, I turned on the computer, 
and I'd never been on the Internet before. The first time I went on was in my home, mm-hmm. and I was absolutely and utterly blown away by what I saw there. I just thought that this was the bomb, you know, and within, um, within minutes of, of going online, I thought, you know, this is what I want to do. And within a month of getting my first computer and going online for the first time, I owned about 50 domains. Oh, really? Yeah. So what, what got you registering the first 50? Well, you know, what happened was um, I got on there and I went, you know, to some different sites like NFL.com and, and just different, you know, maybe TV station sites. And they, they were, uh, you know, for the time they were interesting and they were good. And I thought, well, how do you do this? How, how does this happen? I, I didn't have any uh, form of reference. I didn't have any guidance. So I used the... Um, tools that were available at the time, like, you know, Ask Jeeves, and I would write in, well, how does a guy get a website? And then it came back, and it said something about, well, you needed to get a domain name. So then I started searching on domain names, and I I made the connection right away that, you know, the basis of all Internet presence was going to be a domain name, because you had to have one in order to have a site. And as soon as I made that connection, I made the equate, uh, I equated that with the real estate analogy. And I thought, well, geez, you know, if you could get in and get some good website addresses, then, um, you know, you could have some pretty good real estate on the Internet. So that's what started it. And, uh, cool. That's, uh, that's kind of similar to what, uh, what happened with me back, uh, back in 1996. Yeah, just incredible. I'm sure that my, I'm sure that my story is not unique, but, you know, at the time, without, as they say, having a reference group, um, it seemed pretty pretty interesting and unique to me, so I I got into it and then you know so you, I was, you started you started with fifty domains like what was the first domain name you registered do you remember uh you know I, I don't really remember and the truth of the matter is, is that I think in all honesty Monty uh, some of my earlier registrations may not have been my strongest registrations even though I may have had a good opportunity to get some better ones I don't think I was really you know, firing at, uh, you know, all barrels on it, you know. But, um, uh, you know, from there, uh, I just, uh, I just, you know yourself, it's a, I think there's an addiction factor involved in the domain business. Oh, and from, there is, that's for sure. And, and from there, I just kept on going and going and going. And I think that that started a period of about three or four years where I literally just didn't sleep at night. I was working full-time during the day. And I would come home and, and scour the database, you know, during the night. And uh, I remember so many nights when my wife would come and say, you know, it's four in the morning. You've got to be up in two hours. Get to bed. <laughs> and, and, you know, it, it just went on night after night after night. And I thought, you know, this is crazy. But the funny thing that, that kind of happened was um, when I attended the, the traffic conference in Las Vegas, I had lunch with, uh, and I took my wife with me. Uh, we had lunch with a couple of domainers from from Vancouver while we were there. Uh, Chris Stewart is his name, and just out of the blue, he said, "You know, my wife would just come up to me and go, you know, it's three in the morning, Chris. You got to get to bed.'" And my wife just started laughing, you know. So I think there's a lot of people who had some shared experiences. Oh, uh, my wife ultimately kicked me out of the house when uh, when we started the business out of my house back in 19. 19- well. I was doing it like like you were like on the side in 1996. I didn't even know my wife back then, but in 1996. But when we became somewhat organized, and that when I say organized, it's a couple people. You know, it was myself and uh, and two partners, and we're in my third bedroom in my house, and uh, 
up all night, you know, Crazy. trying to broker domain names and taking domain lists and entering the computers. I mean, it was literally, uh, I worked 22, 23 yeah. hours, 20, yeah. 20 hours in the day. She's like, you've got to get out of here. That's it. She kicked us all out of the house, and that's when we had to get an office. And then well, I actually, it was probably the, the best so thing she ever did, huh? What? It was probably the best thing she ever did. Well, it was because I would have just kept working and working in the house. I saw her less while I was in my own house than I did when uh, when I got, obviously, into my office. So, uh, so you know, I then I had to come home, you know, to, to dinner and be with her and all that stuff. So then it all worked out, and now that I have kids, I have to go home. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm still good. on 18 hours a day, but uh, <laughs> but at least I'm, I'm, I spend some time with my family, uh, you know, for dinner and on the weekends sometimes. <laughs> Plus, it's the, it's the 18 of the 24 that are probably a little better, you know. The uh, midnight to, to noon aren't the best of the, you know, 24 to be working. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So then, well, she went, so, so, then my um, wife went from, uh, you know, like, I started to, you know, I started with 50, and then it went to 100, and then 150, and then 200, and, you know, my wife's coming up and saying, you know, how many do you have now? Like, what are you doing? Why are you spending all this money? What's this all about? I mean, nobody really understood it. I, like I said, I had no reference group. I didn't have any domain or friends. Uh, neither of us were particularly, you know, technically gifted, as I said, so... You know, she then she got on me about, well, what do you, what is this all about? You know, I can't believe you're spending all this money, and, and you know, and then some guy from Chicago phoned me and said, you know, I want to buy this domain name from you, and he he said, I'll give you five grand for it, and I said to him. I'll take it, you know, just like that. I probably right. could have got more in retrospect, but, you know, it was the first sale I had. And then, you know, a week later, the check came in the mail, and I showed my wife the, the check. And then that night she said, well, what are you doing in bed? Get out there and register some more domains. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> that, probably so paid for, like, a... that probably paid for, like, a Versace purse or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. Yeah, so I had sort of a, a, a strange start, and uh, it was, the first couple of years were, um, you know, really pretty, you know, pretty quiet, you know, just mostly me by myself, and I was, you know, emailing guys and trying to buy domains from other guys, and um, then, you know, I so, got so, to the... So, so back in the early days, you were actually... Um, you were actually still registering new names, and then you were actually trying to acquire names from other yes. people at this time? Yes, I was, yeah. So that's because very, very smart. That's were... something I didn't do uh, for a while, actually, uh, myself. Well, you know, it's funny. Like, hindsight's obviously a 2020, uh, um, you know, uh, thing. And, and this, this business, as you well know and appreciate, has many, many, many levels. And, you know, sometimes the level beyond the level that you're at isn't readily apparent to you. But in hindsight, you can see that it was there all the time. So, yeah. you know, I didn't catch on to the drops right away. That's where I kind of uh, missed a level. Um, you know, I got that I could register new names. I got that I could buy names from other people. But it took me a little while to turn on to the drops. And, you know, I was looking on the net, and at that time there was After Nick. You know, it was free to join, and um, there were Snap names. And, you know, I was so unsavvy, Monty, that, I just didn't really have any trust. You know, I was one of those skeptical uh, consumers, you know, like, should I trust this site? You know, they're going to charge me 60 bucks or, mm -hmm. you know, and I just wasn't really sure whether or not I I'd found all the right people, but I just wasn't sure whether I could trust them or not. And then, you know, um, I guess at one point I just said, well, you know, what I, what I got to lose, and, and I went for it, and, and then the rest is really history. So I got these domains together, and I thought, you know, well, there must be other people that want to 
that have been doing this, and I'd read some things in the newspaper and in different magazines, etc. And so I thought, you know, in order to kind of uh, get involved with other domainers, uh, I would start this domain name trading site. So from that, Domain Trader was born, and uh, it was kind of a natural uh, for me at the time because, as I say, I had a, a whole pile of domains that and this was long before the advent of PPC so there was no readily discernible way of making money at least uh, to me and uh, I at that time really the the money was uh, mostly an adult and and gambling and those were just a couple of areas that I you know personally chose not to uh, participate in mm. um, so uh, I was buying mainstream sort of when mainstream wasn't cool and the funny, the funny thing that happened to me, really, that kind of really started me off on all this, and again, probably not an unusual circumstance, was that when I first started trying to register domains, I just came across domain after domain after domain that were registered to Ultimate Search, and um, it there were just, and I was trying to mine niches, and so I just finally got to the point where I, I said to myself, you know. This guy seems to have a lot of names, man. And, you know, if it's good enough for him, it's going to be good enough for me. So that's basically what I did. I started mining, uh, you know, similar niches to, to what he was doing, um, although I think uh, I didn't appreciate at that time just how wide of a scope, how wide of a niche he had. Right. Uh, but, uh, but that's how it started. So then I got Domain Trader together, and um, from, from there... Um, I did a deal with a guy uh, on a domain. Uh, I contacted a guy who had a domain that I wanted to acquire from him, and um, he was a really tough bargainer. And we talked about it, you know, three or four or five times and then let it sit, and then we went back at it back and forth. And finally we came to a deal. And, you know, before, I, before this guy changed his mind, as soon as he hung up the phone, I just fired the domain into his account and I waited for the uh, domain to come back. And uh, it did come back. And uh, what, when, you say, when you say you fired it into his account, what do you mean? I transferred the domain. Like, oh. I traded. We traded a domain. We, we traded some domains. So as soon as I got him to agree, I just immediately, I said, well, just tell me where to put your domains. And he told me, and I put them in his account. And then shortly thereafter, his domains came back. And... Uh, it turned out that um, the person that I was dealing with was uh, a guy by the name of Gord Martin, who, as you may know, uh, ran DropWizard.com. Right. And uh, as a result of that, he, um, he contacted me one day and he said, you know, I really appreciated the way you handled that. You, you didn't really know who I was, and you just fired that name in not knowing whether I was going to come back to you or not. And I said, well... You know that's how I do business. You know this is uh, the internet's really a pretty small place, and you know my 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 reputation is important to me. So, as a result of that, he nominated me for the uh, Rick Schwartz's board at eRealEstate.com, and that really sort of was the, my inauguration into the domain name community. And uh, you know from that time, I've I've been heavily involved and um, have done business with and met and uh, enjoyed some. Uh, amazing lessons and good times with uh, a lot of really, really of the very, very smartest, brightest, best domain name uh, guys in the world. 
just been an unbelievable journey. Right, right. And uh, certainly when you get mixed up into that crowd, uh, everybody's really uh, focused on helping each other out and making sure business transactions are done uh, uh, ethically and cleanly, and there's a lot of good business and conversation and tips and tricks and all kinds of stuff in the business that really helps everybody advance their business so that the whole industry uh, uh, moves forward. That's the good part about that, those types of relationships. Absolutely, and there's just no, there's just absolutely no denying the fact that those relationships um, took took me to another level. There, there's just absolutely no denying that um, those guys, uh, Rick Schwartz, uh, and the members of his board, uh, literally took me to another level that uh, I may never have been able to achieve on my own. Right, right. Now, um, I know you don't want to um, get specific in terms of the number of domain names you own, but give us a, some kind of like uh, estimate. Is it uh, you know something over a thousand, over two thousand? Yes. yes, it's in the thousands. It's in the thousands. So, yes. so you have quite a quite a bit of money invested into your portfolio, into your business, and are yes. you a full time domainer? Yes, I am. So you're making a living monetizing, selling, trading domain names currently. Let's yes. talk about that a little bit because that's what people are interested in hearing about. Yes. Um, Give us um, give us an idea of, of of what you've learned from 1999 up until now on the best way to make a living if you want to become a full time domainer. Well, you know, I guess really, Monty. You know, in all honesty, I think there are many ways to the waterfall. Right. I think that you know, for me as a businessman, um, you know, my idea of a business uh, arrangement is that you have your exit strategy planned before you get into the business. So I've built my business with a certain exit strategy in mind. So the way that I might do it might be different than some other people might do it. But can you, can you share a little bit about what that exit strategy is? Is it to, is it to merge with something bigger? Is yeah. it to be bought out? Is it to go public? You know, what, what, kind of, what kind of vision is there out there? Yes. Um, I have, it's, it's a multi-pronged approach. Um, uh, my exit strategy is going to be to, um, I will sell a portion of my holdings. There's no question about that. Um, and uh, I will develop as well a portion of my holdings and uh, continue to grow my business through development. I now, think have, that, you, have you, besides DomainTrader.ca, have you developed any other domain names in your portfolio yet? Um. You know what happened, Mont? Uh, not specifically. What happened was, as I mentioned, I I um, I, was, I didn't come into the business with any skills whatsoever. Right. So over the course of the last uh, two or three years, I've been going to night school, uh, taking web development um, and uh, uh, different courses on different software, such as Dreamweaver and Photoshop, just to give me. Um, sort of a base to work from. Not that I'm going to be the developer of my uh, projects, but I like to have a hand in it and know what's going on and to be able to manage things in a pinch, if you know what I mean. Not necessarily build it out, but be able to manage it if I need to. Um, That's a so good idea. I, so, so you so you decided you wanted to learn a little bit about development in order to yes. you know at least have some kind of structure around what you're going to develop and who you're going to hire and when. Exactly. And so what I've done in order to kind of hone my skills is as another as a as a result of my expertise sort of in the domain name business, I've branched off um and I do consulting for various companies. And what that entails, Monty, is a number of things. You know, it could be the acquisition, 
um, management, maintenance, and protection of domain names. So all buy names for companies on the aftermarket, all sell names for companies, I'll uh, manage their portfolio, I'll, I'll you know, uh, create domain strategies. And so what I've done for a number of different customers of mine is I've acquired the domain names for them, and then I will build the sites for them. So I've built a couple of sites for other people. These are sort of small-scale um, web operations. The vision for my particular company is, you know, is really actually it's a very, very large undertaking. It's a, it's a, it's a big, big project. So it's not, like I said, it's not something that I'm going to be doing myself. But so in answer to your question, no, I haven't really developed. I've got a number of websites going um, that sort of lead to different things that I'm doing, but they're, they're nothing to really uh, talk about. Um, but I have done some development for other people. Good, good. And um, so, you, so one of the points you brought up was to, in, in order to be successful, domainer was to uh, was to define what your exit strategy is going right, to be. So right, yours is right. a multi pronged approach. Right. And um, and then what's next? Well, you asked me about you know what what I would suggest to people who are wanting to do this, and I think that you really have to make a decision as to what kind of business that you want to operate. There's a lot of different opportunities out there in the uh, the PPC market. Um, there's more and more guys getting in all the time. There are more and more um, sort of publishing companies that will, will help you to monetize your names. So it's important to pick a good partner. Um, I think, though, the basis of it's – I think the approach that you take is going to dictate your success. So what I mean by that is right now the PPC market I consider to be a very, very slippery slope. There's a lot of uh, – I think endemic problems in the business. I think that uh, you know guys are choosing to monetize uh, typos and um, trademark names, and you know this is this this is something that I just uh, personally uh, don't get involved in because my if my exit strategy is to sell, I can't really think of any sort of self-respecting organization that's going to want to buy into a pile of uh, potential legal issues, and I think that. To go that route is sort of very, very short-sighted. You may be able to make some quick money uh, today. Um, but, you know, I think that the long term, there's just no real exit strategy there. I think the exit strategy could be disastrous, uh, you know, with the, um, the way things are going with, uh, you know, the Dotster uh, lawsuits and the Microsoft Strider. Uh, I mean, they're catching up with people. And uh, I've been saying for a long time, on the board and elsewhere that, you know, somebody is going to be the Martha Stewart of this industry and they're going to hang somebody out and make an example of them. And um, uh, in, a, in a, a good sense, I can understand why. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's only a certain amount of money. If you consider the PPC market to be a pie, there's a certain amount of money in that pie. And I'm competing for that. Right now, I'm competing with guys who are taking shortcuts, who are, you know, monetizing typos and monetizing trademarks, and that's their business. It's just that I'm not sure that those are the cleanest, purest, nicest forms of traffic, and uh, if I'm competing with those, they're really taking money out of my pocket. So, you know, my advice to people would be, you know, um, have an ethical approach, spend your money on good names. You know, I was looking at DN, for, uh, DN Journal today, at the sales report, and I noticed uh, somebody bought a typo of yellow pages for thirty-two thousand dollars. Yeah. Now, now, I mean, I mean, you know, I, I don't claim to be, you know, the definitive source. 
for the um, domain name industry. But it would be a real dark day before I'd spent $32,000 on a typo of a corporation that could walk me around the block backwards 32 times before I even knew what day it was. Right, you know, right, and even to announce that type of a of a of a sale is probably pretty risky anyway. Well, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure why somebody would want to publicize that. You know, on the other hand, you know, we sold, uh, we helped uh, with the sale of uh, the the mistype of mortgage. dot com, which is a mistype of a generic term. That's a little different. That's a, that's a little bit different, and it yeah. and it went for over two hundred forty thousand um, dollars, and. Um, it's monetizing fantastic you know the the, the yeah. buyer is very happy with the purchase yeah yeah that's a different story you know i mean uh i think in the generic um uh, in the generic world uh, you know it's pretty much anything goes but right. you know to buy a typo of microsoft and uh you know somehow right. you know i've heard arguments e- saying well even though you might end up directing traffic to microsoft in that in that ppc play by the way which is the which which Microsoft should actually like, <laughs> but you're just getting paid for it. Um, it's still not a good smart way to, to to spend your money or take the risk of. Well, I'll tell you what I've heard that argument before that Microsoft might get the traffic, um, and if somebody could tell me definitively and prove to me that Microsoft would get the traffic, not most of it, but 100 percent of it. Then there might be something to be said about it, but you know the truth of the matter is when I say that the PPC business is a slippery slope, it, you know yourself that um, the best use of a trademark name is often an infringing use. I mean that's the best way to monetize an infringing domain. Right. Um, that just happens to be the way that it is. So um, there's a there's a huge disconnect. I think between sort of the uh, UDRP um, proceedings and the legal proceedings uh, around trademark infringement. So, for example, there's some landmark decisions with respect to Google selling Geico uh, keywords, right, to their competitors, and that was seen as being okay. But if a domainer had a domain name that showed a link to a competitor of Geico. They would lose that name, right? And to me, there's a major, major disconnect there. And I think that um, you know the UDRP and the Whitebow guys, they they already have way too much power. When you take a look at the balance of the decisions, they're mostly going in favor of the complainants, and some of them are just horrendously awful decisions. For example, Barcelona.com, which uh, I don't know whether you you're up on that one, but the the panelists. In their infinite wisdom, just decided that the name would be better served. It would be in the public interest that 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 the city of Barcelona had a more superior interest in it. And you know, the last time I checked the um, the rules for proceedings under the dispute mechanism, it, it didn't really have anything to say about whose interests should be served. Yeah, actually, the the rules are um, the three things you have to prove in a WIPO case, um, an arbitration form, is that you have to show that the the the, the registration was malicious in in nature, yes. that it's confusingly similar to a famous yes. brand or mark, and that you as a registrant have absolutely no right to own it. Exactly. And and in neither of those arguments was that found um, in that particular Barcelona case. Um, uh, however, uh, there's been several cases that have gone to appeal and actually overturned and turned out to be uh, big winners after they were uh, ruled that way. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, you know, uh, as yeah, a domainer... Yeah, matter of fact, the, uh, the Sean, uh, Sean Pinfold is uh, pointing out that the court overruled the Barcelona case and they ended up winning it. 
So the, the, the original registrant got to keep the name. Well, that's good, and I'm glad that he did. Um, unfortunately, it probably cost him a whole whack of cash that he, he needlessly had to spend because of the abuse of the process. So what I'm saying is... is but that but you know guy- what else happened in that process is that now a precedence is established in that particular type of a domain name, and it became very valuable. So the money he spent went to good use for everybody in the business, including you and I and all of our associates and everything, because one can't forbid someone else to register a domain name, such as a Barcelona or a city name like that, because no one technically owns it. Well, I hope you're right, right about it. that, um, because uh, jurisprudence has not been sort of uh, unanimous, unanimously observed in the decisions that I monitor. I think that one day they're as likely to go left as the next day they are to go right. Yeah. Um, but I, that certainly ser- should serve to be a precedent, because it's deserving of being a precedent of a complete abuse of the, uh, the system. And, you know, I'm actually fighting a, a case right now, um, where a corporation, um, it, it's, a, it's a proper surname domain. And uh, you maybe are familiar with the shell.com decision as well. That was another one yeah. um, uh, that went sideways on the guy. Uh, I have a surname domain, and the, um, the company that's coming after me ha- certainly has a trademark on, um, on that name. However, my use has been... Um, really non-infringing, and uh, you know they're they're basically using all their might to try and leverage this domain from me, and you know I'm um, I, I'm planning on fighting it just on the principle of the thing because uh, it, it's just wrong. Uh, these guys should not have second chances to come back, you know, uh, 15 years later and say, oh, you know, we were sleeping. Uh, when the time came to register the name, we had every opportunity to do it and didn't. But now that you did, uh, we want it, and yep, I, yep. I take umbrage to that. Yeah, that's a that's a major issue in uh, in our industry, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that, and also uh, your view on domain valuations uh, after we get back from a commercial. We're going to take a short commercial break, and uh, be back on with Dan Sarah. Okay, so stay tuned. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R.com. More than a name. Captain's Log, Stardate 8130.3. Starship Enterprise on training mission to Gamma Hydra, Section 14. Identify for retina scan. It's Monty Khan. Khan, you've got Genesis. But you don't have me. You are going to kill me, Khan. You're going to have to come down here. 
the masses are starting to get online and get their identities and find new ways to make money in the marketplace, and I think they're all aiming their guns. You have a tendency to express ideas in military terms, Mr. Khan. This is a social occasion. Well, they are party animals. They do throw uh, some of the best parties in our industry, that's for sure. Evaluation, Mr. Fox. Crude methods, but effective. We posted our booth up next to uh, a booth that's given away beer. How appropriate that is for you guys, huh? Hey, I've taken care of everything. Now, all y'all got to do is just relax. Doctor's orders. If I don't see you next week, I'll see you in two weeks from now. Same time, same place. Khan. How do we know you'll keep your word? I promise you. Be the master of your domain. <laughs> Don't incur the wrath of Khan. Listen to Domain Masters, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on webmasterradio.fm. Domain Masters. Are you still master your domain? Yes. (laughs) Master of my domain. Here's your host. Hello. Welcome back to Domain Masters, and uh, thanks for staying tuned during commercial break. Uh, I'm uh, on with Dan Sierra. Um, He's the owner and operator of DomainTrader.ca, owns uh, several thousand domain names, and we're just talking about how uh, Dan's early vision and now current vision has uh, um, helped his business be successful in the domain business. He's a full-time domainer, and uh, we were just talking about some of the legal ramifications about um, some of the large corporations that are trying to strong-arm domainers uh, to give back domain names when they had the opportunity to register them and protect trademarks and uh, trying to use uh, what we call reverse hijacking. And uh, we've had several sessions and seminars about this at the traffic conferences and talked about this uh, this tactic or this way of uh, large corporations trying to take domain names away from domainers uh, by using more money and trying to say that they have protected rights to those tra- uh, those trademarks. So you were talking about this particular case. Are you are you uh, um, are you able to, dis- to to say which name you're in a dispute over? Um, you know, actually, I, I prefer not to. What I'm planning on doing, Monty, is uh, I'm actually planning on launching a blog in the in the very near future. Um, it's going to resolve to uh, dancera.com and also to uh, that'smyopinion.com. Those are two names that I reserve for sort of uh, social uses that I'm going to use as a blog to talk about the domain industry. And I'm going to detail and highlight the, the entire case on my blog, uh, oh, cool. including posting the letters and the correspondence and communication between the law firms. And uh, I think it's, it's going to shed some, some really bright light on some of the tactics that are being employed uh, by some of these companies. Um, now, who, uh, who are you using? Are you using any of the attorneys that we know and uh, love in our industry to help, uh, help you with your case, or are you using somebody there local? Well, I, uh, I always consult uh, with John Berryhill. Uh, he's the yep. guy that, uh, to me, is the Dalai Lama of domains. And... Uh, uh, he would be the guy that I that I would refer to. You know, if 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 put in a pinch, uh, he'd be the guy. Right, I talked right. to him about the matter, and uh, um, he's the best. I mean, there's so no currently you're about responding it. yourself in the. Uh, is it a yeah, WIPO I'm, case or is it a trademark suit? 
Uh, well, they haven't decided which way they're going to go yet. You know, uh, they haven't really laid it out on the table. They so it's in they, the cease and desist stage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, we're, okay. Yeah, yeah. We're we're a little beyond that, but uh, not yet to the process. Okay, got it, got it, got it. So let's talk a little bit about um, let's talk a little bit about um, domain valuations. Um, um, yeah, before we do, uh, there's just one other thing that I would like to say um, that I think is an important issue that hasn't really been discussed much that I've heard of. You know, the business is proliferating, right? And uh, so knowledge is, is, is pro- proliferating. And the guys that were asleep at the wheel um, are now starting to clue in as to what's going on. And I think that one of the slippery slopes that I was referring to is in the PPC use, a lot of, uh, or certain, certain PPC companies offer a search uh, a functionality which results in optimization. And I think that uh, some of these corporations are actually using the technology to create infringement where infringement was not intended or previously hadn't existed. Do you follow me? Yes, but let's, let's lay out a couple examples of this. Well, um, well, let's let's take um, let's take the Geico uh, for example. Um, let's say I, I uh, uh, well, huh, what would be a good way to explain it without sort of revealing my case? Um, let's so let's say you have a you know with the nature of the trademark system, the potential for infringement exists in a lot of domains. It doesn't really have to be implicit or, or you know, um, obvious. There's a lot of trademarks out there. So the potential for the creation of links, which could be construed as infringing, exists. Right. Right? Right. So I'm saying that the, the companies that are trying to fight domainers are, are becoming aware of this and are creating that by using the search bar on those PPC pages to optimize the page to show links to their competitors. So for, I'll give you an example in this case, right? This is what happened to me. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, I consider myself to be a professional. I consider myself to have certain obligations. So when I bought the name, I checked the trademark databases, which, which is what I usually do. Right. So based on what I find in the trademark database, that dictates to me how I can use the domain name. So what I did was... So you don't, I used, you don't necessarily not buy a name if you see a trademark. It's how you're going to use the name yeah. versus the term that's been trademarked so that you can defend your rights to own it. Well, absolutely, because trademarks don't... You know, one the same name could be trademarked to 50 people. Exactly. So there's not an exclusive use on the trademark. It's usually in relation to a good or service, uh, you know, geographically. Uh, but, but more than one person could own the same trademark for, say, Delta, Delta Airlines, Delta Faucets, Delta Power Tools, blah, blah, exactly, blah. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Same, yeah. With the, same with generic terms like orange, and you right. know, there's like 100 different trademarks with the use of the word orange in it. Right, so now you have to kind of safeguard yourself from uses which might infringe on any one of those 100. So what I do is I, I optimize my page so that it will not infringe. It will not, re- it will not show any links to any products or services that are connected with that trademark. Now, the only thing that I kind of, you know, that I missed, and I'm sure others will miss it if I missed it, is that what they did was they literally pounded that that search function. I mean, uh, the the logs are there. You can see how many times the domain was landed, how many times it was searched, and they just pounded that search function until it actually showed a link to their competitor. As soon as it showed a link of their competitor, they took a picture of the site and sent the C&D. So, you know, 
I mean, I acknowledged immediately that there was a problem, that it was short in duration, that it was unintended. I took immediate corrective action to remove that and mm-hmm. to block competitors' links. And then what they did was they said, my changing the site subsequent to receipt of the C&D was tantamount to bad faith. Because right? it showed that you verified that, in fact, it was going to the wrong place, and therefore you made a change. Well, yeah, you changed it to cover it up. Right. So, you know, I mean, um, here I am as a law-abiding citizen. I get a notice, you're infringing on me, you've got to get off my foot. I jump off the foot and take corrective action, and then they say, well, you got off the foot to cover up your wrongdoing. You know, so you can't really win, you know. So it really boils down to the principles and the principles of law. And what I'm hoping that if they decide, the problem that the trademark holder has is, you know, if they take a, a federal court action, well, then they can get damages but not the domain name. And if they take a URDP uh, uh, route or a dispute resolution route, right. uh, they get the name but no damages. But I think that in this instance, this is really an issue of law, of fact and law, which means they have to go through the federal court action um, if they really want to have any justice, you know, if that's what they're seeking. But the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, in these situations, I did 10 minutes work, and I found 15 or 20 blatantly predatorial uses of their trademark. So the question I have is, why aren't these big corporations going after the guys who are blatantly bastardizing their brand? Instead, they're going after somebody like me who showed a link once in five years. And the truth of the matter is is because they don't care about the infringement. They really just want the name, but they don't want to pay for it. Right. And, you know, that's, I'm, I'm sorry. That's just not how business works in my mind. Right, right. That, well, I mean, that's a good point, and, uh, and w- w- you know, it's no, there's another side of this, obviously, that people know about, and that is that, you know, competitors are purposely buying the other competitors' keywords in, in, in PPC and other types of online advertising to show their, um, this yes. is beyond going with it, just the domain name. This is buying keywords yes. in the domain name. So then you don't have control of where the domain's going, even if you own the site. Sometimes, if you own the domain, because a competitor has bought a keyword of a of another competitor in the use of the word hotel, for example, we, uh, a case came to our attention uh, that was interesting about six months ago. Um, it was a Best Western. Uh, Best Western um, got got mad at a Countrywide or something um, um, home loan site, or no, a Best a Country. Uh, what's it called? Country Inn. Um, site because they bought the best Western keywords and the best Western hotels were showing up whenever they yeah. type in Countrywide or vice versa. Yeah, and like so, I said, there's a major disconnect between the uh, processes to resolve these issues. Right, and this Somehow actually that's okay. resides back with the aggregator of the of the keyword uh, system, which was Google at the time, and so they're allowing keyword buys to be bought by companies that are competitive. So therefore, if you have the word hotel and you're and you have hotel associated with uh, one of the uh, famous hotel brands and you're pulling up your competitor, obviously the domain or the publisher has no way to control that. And, and, you know, what I'm saying is that if it's okay for Google to do it, then it should be okay for a domainer to do it because, at the end, most of that traffic's coming back through the Google or Yahoo networks anyways, right? Right. And somebody's so, paying for it. Yeah. And so, somebody's paying for it. So I'm not sure paying for it, you're, you're, directing pay, but you're directing the traffic to a legitimate source of someone that's paying for it. Yes, exactly. 
Right. Um, anyways, back to the valuations. I think that that's a very uh, that's a very interesting topic, and I think one that's um, you know certainly this is not by any means a scientific business uh, as of yet. I think um, you know prior to the advent of PPC, it was basically uh, all about potential or desire, and uh, now uh, with the advent of PPC, it's become a multiple of earnings. And I personally uh, do not subscribe to. Um, to that notion, and I would never sell my portfolio for a multiple of earnings unless that multiple was astronomic. And the reason why I say that is because if people adopt that, um, you know, they're really shorting themselves because, you know, people are on different revenue splits. So if I have a name that makes, uh, 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 makes me 500 a month and I'm on a 50% revenue share, that means the domain name really makes 1000 a month and my my uh, partner is making uh, 500 and I'm making 500. So if I go the multiple, do I go the multiple of the 500 or do I go the multiple of the 1,000? And, um, you know, the truth of the matter is is that uh, the traffic value, you know, the value, the revenues that are being generated from my portfolio have just, you know, gone through the roof over the course of the last even couple of years. And I anticipate that it's probably going to get better. And if we eliminate some of the stale traffic out of the system, it can only improve prove the, the bottom line for somebody like me. Um, so I'm not big on the multiple of revenues. I think that basically what you have, especially when you've uh, attacked a certain niche and you have the domain package that I have, um, never mind that each domain is only can only be owned by one person. If you have somebody who's had the foresight to put together a vertical niche of domains that in and of themselves uh, create a huge business opportunity, um, then that's a real asset. It's not goodwill, it's a real asset. So you've got the revenue, you've got the asset, and you've got the goodwill. So I think the, um, the truth is, is that the jury is not out on um, the um, valuation. I think that a lot of guys, in you know, if you're slipping away from the PPC revenue as a method of valuation, guys are going on sales. You know, well, this company bought that company's domains and they paid X number of dollars per domain, and using that as a guideline. And I think that that is also uh, a farce. I think that the guys that are out there that are aggregating and buying, consolidating, picking up names, um, they're kind of putting the notion out that they really have enough and they don't want to buy anymore, but the truth is they do want to buy more. And I think that the packages that are being purchased are stacked so that you know there's a number of names that they're really after, but they get the uh, seller to throw in a couple hundred other names that they really are, have no value and they have no interest in them, but it brings the cost per domain down. Down, right. Uh, and then all of a sudden it looks like the guy's paying $2,500 a name when he was really after about 10 names that he was willing to pay you know, ten grand or fifteen or right. twenty grand each for. Right. Well, so I, think, I, don't I think, think I think your point is uh, is valid. Um, but if you use it in combination with the, all the other with the, all the other points, as you know, Dan, we've been doing appraisals. Uh, yes. Well, since 1998, we actually invented the appraisal of the entire appraisal system for the in, industry back then. And what we do now, um, back then, it was like six things we measured. It was. Uh, it was, um, you know, name length. Is it a .com, a .net, a .org? How brandable is it? Did it have, you know, uh, a dictionary meaning? Those types of basic stuff. Well, now with the focus on page rank, link popularity, um, 
we have a comparable sales database of 32,000 domain names now. So now there actually is a way to, to see comps, you know, in a system yes. over the last couple of years. Yes. Um, PPC revenue, uh, keyword relevance, how many times is the keyword in the entire um, zone file? You know, how many other names like it have been registered in the entire you know, out of every domain name ever registered in the zone file, those types of things. And you put all those together with, you know, of course, special algorithms, and then, then you take the human eye, somebody that's been doing this for a long time, which happens to be me and our company, and you look at it, and just like you can't appraise a piece of property um, by a computer, you know, like a house, like no one can come over to your house, you know, no one can say, okay, your house is worth, without taking a look at it, because they don't know whether... You know, you just got that roof replaced, or how old that air conditioner really is, and did right. you do a kitchen add-on which adds fifty thousand dollars of equity value in your house and that kind of stuff? That's where the physical eyes come in and say, "Hey, I'm an experienced appraiser. I've been doing this for a long time. You know, here's where the market is. Here's the recent sales. Okay, here's the current value. You know, here's the current value as of today. You can't yeah. estimate what it's going to be tomorrow, and yeah. then you can get to at least some kind of you know accuracy than where you were, of course, back." five, ten years ago, you know, it, 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 it was much harder to do. You know, and, and you know, with, you know, uh, and I'll do, you know, like, you, you're a pro. I mean, this is what you do. So, obviously, you would be much more adept at gauging the value than even, say, somebody like me, because, as you've mentioned, you've got 32,000 experiences and, and, and this database and, and algorithms to assist you. And, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that, I'm not so concerned about the values, you know, at, that's not the focus of my business. So I believe that I have something of value. Yeah. I believe that it has value uh, by virtue of the fact that it pays my rent every month. But apart from that, I believe that there's some intrinsic and inherent value and future value. Um, but I haven't focused on it. Uh, I just think that the methodologies that are being employed, not so much by guys like Monitor.com who are experts at it, but by the guys in the field are, are probably not as sophisticated or near as sophisticated as what you're referring to. Yes, yeah, I agree with that. You know? I agree with that. And, and, then, and, of course, there's a lot of personal feelings about the time and the energy and the money that you've invested in. in uh, you know, I'm, I'm not only speaking with you personally. You know, yeah. I'm just saying as a domainer, any domainer that's out there, anyone that runs an online business, you have time and energy. And you remember all those nights that you didn't get to sleep and the fights you had with your wives and your spouses because you're up all night and not spending time with the family and how many times you put your marriage at risk and, you know, uh, didn't spend yeah. time with your kids. Exactly. And all that gets emotionally wrapped up into your value. But that's the kind of stuff you're going to need to separate yourself from because it's not part of what the buyer is going to put your value on. Yeah, you know, when it comes I down guess to what it, I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is that I, I had an offer for my portfolio, and the offer was uh, eight times revenue, which I felt, uh, you know, based on the t- at the time, I thought that was a, a competitive offer. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think it was probably from a multiple perspective, it was probably a decent fair offer, but you know, from my perspective, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough because not just the emotional part about spending all those nights getting them. It's that what I have cannot be replaced. This is, we're not talking about one or two good names. We're talking about a vertical niche that is ready to roll and, you know, with major implications. And that cannot be replicated. You know, if you get one good name or two good names or three good names, you can, you can make a career on that. If you have a, a whole whack of them that work together, that's, 
that's another level, I think. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah, that is. And and when you have a niche like that, a niche uh, uh, holding, um, you can control and dominate a certain market segment because you have that niche. So exactly. Um, you exactly. know, uh, you could become there's, a there's, there's, I guess there's a couple of different ways to look at it. When you have a niche and you dominate the niche uh, to do that, um, and and also in a couple industries, there's only a couple top names in particular industries. Like uh, you know, one example you're speaking about, Rick Schwartz uh, um, earlier, he owns this. He owns the name Candy.com. So Candy.com happens to be the very top name. There is no second to it um, in the confection, confections industry. Nobody That's types in one. confections. Candy is it. That's the top name. However, right. when you move when you move over to finance or stock markets or or mortgage and stuff, then you have all these top names. You have realestate.com, and then you have property, and then you have mortgage, and then you have loans, and you have all these different things that all anyone could say are also the top names in those particular industries, but there's five or ten or fifteen, and sometimes there's twenty in exactly. this particular market. So you look at these different niches, and then and then you compare, you know, well, of course, the mortgage business is a huge market. Well, guess how big the confections business is? It's it's billions and billions of dollars. It's a huge multi-billion dollar industry. It's matter of fact, it's the only industry where customers are acquired at very early ages when you're children and kids and you provide candy and then other food products. So there you have Philip Morris and Cadbury and Nestle and Hershey and all these big conglomerate companies that throw cigarettes and tobacco and, and yeah. uh, liquor and uh, cereal and all this stuff down, down your throat for years. And then your generations and, and your kids' kids eat the same damn candy. Yeah, that's you know? a killer name. And, you know, that's, you, know to, you can't even begin to talk about a multiple that covers that potential, right? Right, right. But okay, when I tried to market it for them, you know, I, tr- I tried to market for them uh, last year, and uh, you know, positioning the, the domain name for three to five million dollars to Hershey's and Nestle's and Cadbury, they they like laughed at it. And I'm like, you guys don't even have a clue yet. You just wait. <laughs> you know, well, to yeah. own to own candy, you know, to own that piece of property, you now have just defeated your competition on them owning that particular market word and all that type in traffic that people are going to to buy candy. You know that's the thing is that the industries that they're still they're still very very far behind. You know, um, a lot of these guys think that the best way to promote their site is to you know go to Google and and get a an ad you know buy an AdWord or or do PPC uh, through Google. And um, you know, I'm not saying that that's not the best way. I'm just saying it's not certainly not the only way. And it's subject to, you know, your competitor clicking on your ad and you have no control over the click fraud controls that Google puts in place. And we know that they've offered uh, some pretty big settlements in the past, like the $90 million one comes to mind. And uh, I think the $90 million covers what they made probably in about a day and a half. But anyways, um, you know, uh, one of the things that I'm doing and I've been trying more and more to do is to sell my traffic direct to guys who are have previously been using Google AdWords right. or Google Pay Per Click? And, and have you been uh, successful in, uh, yeah, in in selling that? I have, and you know the reason why I have is because I show them that they're already paying me anyway. Because I can show them that on my PPC page, their ad is already there. Right. And that's, I'm a, saying, see, that's a very good point because you can bypass the middleman. Obviously, yeah. you can make more money and then save them money in the meantime. Exactly. And you don't have to worry about click fraud. You don't have to worry about how many clicks. You don't have to worry about anything. You get, you know, we negotiate the rate and all the traffic is yours. 
And uh, I think it's a real, real win-win situation, and I really foresee the market uh, as opposed to going to uh, a lot of people are calling for uh, paper acquisition models. And I think that really the way to go is to go direct to the consumer or direct to the advertiser and say, we have targeted traffic for your business, um, and then you lay it out on the table as to how, why, and you know, give them some education um, as to how it all works and what their what their opportunities and options are. Because a lot of them don't see any of their options or opportunities besides Google or Yahoo Publisher Networks, right? Right. And once you alert them to it and you show them, look, you're already on my pages. I'll give you this traffic cheaper than Google's giving it to you. And um, you know, it's a win-win situation. And yeah, I've had a lot of success with it. And I'm I'm trying to concentrate more of my efforts in that uh, in that regard. Well, great. Well, um, as we're winding up, um, one, there's a couple of the things we like to accomplish on this show is, uh, sure. and, and you've been uh, very insightful and, and forthright in, in where your positions are on a lot of the legal issues and uh, how you got started in the business. Give us some, um, give us some good tips and tricks about what's, what one should be successful at, You know how one could be successful at their domain business. I mean, I think the traffic direct sale um, yeah. side is actually one of them that a lot of people are, are either afraid to do or don't know how to go about doing it how to do the research, how to get to the right contact. But what we like to do is try to share a couple things that maybe people don't even know about yet that can really help their business out. Can you share a couple things with us that um, that can really help the domainer, the webmaster, the SEO guy that's uh, listening to the show be better at what they do from your years of experience, what you've learned that maybe someone else doesn't know about? Uh, well, I wish I knew things that other people didn't know. That would really be powerful. Um, I'm not sure that I can lay claim to that, but um, my advice would be to, um, uh, you know, think long term, uh, do your homework. Uh, the truth of the matter is, is that the value of the visitor is really uh, equated to um, the value of sale that could be created from that visitor. So if a guy is selling widgets for a dollar, the visitor is not that powerful. If a guy is selling mortgages and stands to make a hundred grand on a mortgage sale, that's a pretty powerful visitor for that guy. So concentrate on markets where there's, uh, there's room to make money. Uh, think long term. Uh, don't buy lousy domains. Do your homework and buy good domains. I think one of the things, you know, there's, there's different philosophies. Guys would rather buy a hundred shitty names for ten bucks each as opposed to one great name for a thousand or one good name for a thousand. Um, my experience is, um, you know, like I said before, it's not a scientific business. Uh, it's not uh, empirically provable that if you have great link pop and all that, you're going to get traffic. I've had names that I thought would be good that didn't do well, and I've had names that I thought would be bad that did well. Um, so um, buy something that you can invest in and build long-term. I think my approach is this. Uh, when I started in this business, like I said, there was no PPC. So I had ideas for the future. And I think that if and when the PPC dies, I'll still have ideas for the future that I can build upon. Not saying that it will die, but in the event it changes, I still have something I can build out. If you've got typos and, and other stuff, those are, those are dead. So think of uh, long-term Buy, I, I generally like to buy better quality names, spend a little bit more money. Uh, you know what you're getting. It's pretty much you can verify what, what's been happening with the domain in the past. Um, it gives you a better guide for the future as opposed to just, you know, plucking something out of the drops. Um, you know, it's a gamble, and I guess, it, you know, depending on the price, uh, it might be worth taking a few gambles here and there. But um, I think, um, you know, the utilities are there. 
I think there's a network of domainers out there. I think that there's more and more information out there. Um, you can reach out. You can ask for help. I personally uh, address all my email, no matter how ridiculous it is. Um, you know, there are people out there who are willing to share what they know. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I welcome anybody to call on me if they have, uh, have questions. There's no question about that. I mean, I've had people help me get to where I am, so I think that I owe it to the community to, to give back. Great. Great. Well, that's some, uh, that's some good points. And, um, and um, you know, I think one of the things that you expressed earlier is uh, getting out into the forums, getting into going to the conferences, meeting the people that you're doing business with, interacting with them, um, lots and lots of deals and lots and lots of relationships. Very valuable relationships have been struck at the traffic conferences, at the Domain Roundtable conferences. Uh, I'm seeing it happen now at uh, the SESs and the Ad Techs and all these other places where domainers are starting to come out and uh, be a part of the community and um, – you know, it's a, it's a known fact that direct navigation is now 10 to 15% of total revenue generated by Google and Yahoo uh, in their search business. And so it's very significant. It's a very significant business. And like you said, it's better to be um, clean and have clean traffic And if you're on the PPC side. And also, if it's direct navigation is that valuable to them, look how valuable it is directly to the advertiser. Absolutely. 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 So, There's no um, question about it. So that uh, those are very powerful numbers, and of course, going direct is a lot harder because you have to go to the individual players. But you get a couple good direct partners that you know you have definite traffic for. You can make a uh, you know make a lot of money. You know, I think basically it's just like any other sales, uh, Monty. If you can show people value, if you can show them how you can take their business to a new level, save them money, and create a new clientele for them, they're interested. That's that's what I know. That's what I can tell you. That's my experience. I've shown people how they can be successful. Uh, you know, and basically uh, what I've done with my clients, I tell them, you know, it's, it's a money-back guarantee. If you're not totally happy with what you get, it's a money-back guarantee. I've never had anybody ask me for the money back. Never. That's great. That's great. Well, I've just posted your, uh, your, your website and your contact information, just like you said, in the <laughs> chat room. So it's, uh, it's DomainTrader.ca, and uh, you can contact Dan uh, at info at DomainTrader.ca uh, if you have any questions or want to find ways that uh, you can advance your business or uh, do some deals and uh, build a wanna partnership and a relationship. buy domains, give me a call. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, uh, I guess I'm going to see you at traffic in uh, Miami? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it this year, Monty. Oh boy! I'm not sure if I'm going to make it. I may. It's it's going to be a last minute issue. Okay. Well, I hope to see you there anyway. Um, where, as you know, we're having a, a huge domain auction, a live auction, oh, and a silent that's auction exciting. running running at the same time. Where uh, our goal is to sell over five million dollars worth of domain names at the live auction, and um, we have a live auctioneer coming on board uh, for the event on the 27th of October. If anybody's interested in attending the traffic conference, uh, go to targetedtraffic.com, sign up. It's be worth every penny that you spend to go there to meet your fellow domainers and uh, to get into the domain space as a newbie even to, to get uh, involved. You go there and uh, um, apply for an application uh, and an invitation. It's an invite-only conference, but there's going to be between 750 and 1,000 people going this time, so it's going to be huge. I listened to the auction last time. I wasn't at the last conference either, and I listened to the auction. And if there was ever anything that made me want to be there, it was that auction. I mean, that was absolutely spine-tingling. I so enjoyed it, and I was so um, verklempt that I wasn't there. I mean, it was unbelievable. What a, what a fun time that was. 
Yeah, yeah, and uh, it'll be broadcasted live here on uh, Webmaster Radio um, FM, and uh, we hope to have a live uh, webcast. It's going to be taped and simulcasted, and uh, but uh, the only way to really experience it, obviously, is there in person. And you can only place bids if you're there in person um, and bid on bid on domain names. Uh, if anybody's interested in selling any domain names, uh, you don't have to be there physically to sell. If you have some really good premium names, uh, email me uh, Monty at Moniker dot com, and uh, we'll take your domain names under consideration. And ultimately, the people at the show, the co- the bidders who will be participating in the auction, decide what names go up for auction that day anyway. And so they'll be uh, able to. Um, select, uh, provide the uh, uh, interest level of each domain name, and those will be the domain names that we'll be eventually putting up for the live sale. So with that, Dan, I really appreciate your time tonight, and I uh, really appreciate the fact that you've reached out and, and uh, wanted to do the show, and that's, uh, I'm very happy that you did because uh, I think your experience and your insight and uh, um, um, many of the key points that you made tonight will be valuable to other people listening and other domainers, and uh, um, we wish you the best of luck. Thank you. I very, very much enjoyed it, and I very much appreciate the opportunity to be on your show. It was a pleasure. Oh, thank you very much. Thank All right, you, Monty. Take Monty. care, and uh, have, a, have a good rest of the weekend. All the best. Wait, week, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, take care, Dan. Good night. Good night. All right, well, with that, uh, I'd like to thank Dan Sierra again uh, for being my guest tonight. Um, very well-known and active uh, domainer, and uh, you can chat with Dan uh, uh, if you're a member of the of the tra- Targeted Traffic Forum, which is Rick Schwartz's uh, forum, and uh, um, it's a very active forum also, uh, especially uh, all geared around domain names and making money on the domain uh, industry. And, um, and um, of course, emailing him or, or going to his website. Uh, with that, I will end this week's show. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, live again on Domain Masters and have uh, a couple exciting guests. Uh, I think what we're going to do next week is uh, get back to uh, addressing some of the legal issues uh, that are going on in the industry and uh, uh, talk uh, possibly about the uh, the consideration up for the new .biz uh, and .us contract through New Level, which uh, is uh, of great controversy right now. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, also, uh, some exciting news is that uh, we're going to be um, regarding .mobi names, who we've had the .mobi folks on a couple times, uh, they were just in the offices last week, and uh, uh, Sunrise is ending, I guess, on the 22nd of September. So if you guys have any trademark uh, that you want to protect, you definitely come to moniker.com and uh, get your trademark uh, Sunrise application, and so you get your domain name protected in the .mobi space. Land Rush starts uh, uh, October 10th, I believe, at, uh, at 10 a.m., and uh, if you go to moniker.com, you can pre-register your domain names now for any names you want to try and catch in the land rush before it's open to the general public. And so you want to get on board, get your name submitted there. And we're going to actually be auctioning off at the live auction at the traffic conference um, 10 to 20 of the top .mobi names in the entire industry, things like sex.mobi, uh, um, um, .mobi, um, uh, three and sports.mobi, uh, weather.mobi, those types of things. Uh, they're, they've never been offered to anyone before, and we're going to be actually uh, selling them at the live auction at traffic, and uh, it's going to be a great, uh, great event just, uh, just for the .mobi names that are going to be out on the market for the very first times in their lives. With that, I will leave you all go. Have a great week, and be the master of your domain. Take care.
You can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade or at least grab an extra latte after getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. That's chime.com slash goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.